When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone. Here on Crack Rackets, we are going to be interviewing Coach Dwayne Holquist. Coach Dwayne has been at FSU for quite some time, and we are really, really excited to just have a little bit of a chat this morning and talk because Coach Dwayne is taking on the Florida Gators College Match Day, which is extremely exciting. And obviously, it's just early season. It's just nice to kind of chat, talk a little bit about what's going on, what's probably looking uh, great with the team, and, and obviously try to figure out what types of storylines and key pieces to this exciting rivalry is, is going to be part of this February 3rd battle. So, Coach Dwayne, welcome. Uh, thanks, Mark. I appreciate uh, having me on, and uh, it is something we look forward to every day playing the uh, college match day down there in Orlando and, and having an awesome crowd. And uh, uh, so we're, we're thrilled to have you all involved this year. Yeah, happy to be there. And so the SEC and ACC are like obviously some of the top conferences with Virginia stepping up now and going back to back. The street credit, the pride, the, the ACC's got a reason to kind of stick their chest out and, and say, hey, we're just as good conference-wise. Looks like in the top 20, there's 12 of the teams, maybe five ACC, seven SEC in the actual uh, top 20. Do you feel like this is one of your strongest teams? I do. Uh, you know, I think uh, the last few years, you know, we've been uh, a very young team. I, we played uh, – uh, you know, five freshmen a couple years ago and got to the round of 16. Uh, but you know, this, this year, I think, uh, now we've got a lot of guys that are older. We got three seniors and, uh, we got four juniors that will all be playing for us and, uh, two outstanding freshmen as well. But, you know, this is an older team. It's a team that, uh, has gotten better. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, we're led by, uh, Antoine, uh, who will be playing number one for us. And, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we have a little bit of an older team and a, a team that's experienced. So tell me a little bit. I, I think there was some questions on whether Antoine was going to be back. So it looks like he is for sure going to be back and in the helm for you guys. Tell me about that. It, it Was that like, on, you know, just sort of a recent development or was it like on pins and needles that you guys that weren't sure you were going to get him back this season? When was that sort of confirmed? Yeah, you know, I think uh, we always contended. We, we thought that he should have always had two years eligibility and uh, we appealed and uh, and uh, the NCAA saw it that way as well. So, um, you know, I think uh, he is, uh, uh, we did find that out in uh, December. So, um, you know, Antoine is uh, uh, 
showed the ability to win a lot of big matches. I, I uh, beat Ethan Quinn last year when we beat Georgia. Um, you know, he, he uh, um, beat Elliot Spitzjerry, who's currently number one in the country um, at the Master U tournament um, uh, late this fall. So, you know, I think he's got a big game, a big serve, uh, plays very aggressively. Uh, it, and for uh, a bigger guy, moves moves really well. So he'll be very uh, entertaining and, and he likes the the big moments. Yeah, I, I feel that the the aspect of having a veteran squad is really, it's just really a big part of college tennis. If you look at some of the teams that make the great runs late in the tournament, they often have that, I would say that 70-30 mix of veterans and, and young guys. You know, you don't you usually see teams full of young guys in the semis or finals of NCAAs, right? That just... It, the little decisions, it's just so many things that go into it and having players that have been there and, and done that is always critical um, for the teams. So it's great to have him back, I'm sure. The other guys underneath are doing well. Obviously, it's kind of, it's just unfortunate the way the rankings go that he's not in the rankings right now. He's your number one player and he's beaten the best players in the nation and he's unranked, but obviously that'll work its way out here in a couple of weeks. But in terms of health, is the whole team healthy? Is everybody ready to go? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think uh, we we started practice January third, and uh, you know I think we uh, are are pretty healthy going in. Uh, you know we always have you know a few things here and there, but um, you know I think I think we're pretty pretty well off that way, and um, we've got a couple guys that I feel like have really emerged this fall. So. Um, you know, we're uh, anxious to see those guys, what they can do in these big dual matches. Most certainly. And having, like you mentioned, um, having the Mississippi State match here today, or actually this weekend, tomorrow, and then following it up with Alabama and then coming back for, for kickoff weekend, that it's also it's good, but it's it's also tricky, right? We'll, we'll see how the uh, mental dynamics of that yeah. go. Whenever play somebody twice in a short period of time potentially that, that can be you know challenging but I feel that having some tough battles in the early part of the season it just toughens you up I mean if you think about Virginia's run um, a couple of years ago they lost five matches in a row and then won 20 some odd matches in a row so it's not necessarily a bad thing to learn about your team in the beginning if you can kind of build take those punches in the stomach and and, and really get that information and try to sort of move forward so uh, I've been looking at a little bit of the box scores for you guys, some of the lineup uh, stuff that you're putting out there now. Are you experimenting or tinkering, or you feel like you're already fairly set with where you think people need to be playing? No, I think I think we've got a lot of guys that are very even. I mean, I I, I think you look at someone like Loris Polroy, it's it's his uh, because of COVID, it's his fifth year uh, starting for us, and. Um, you know, he in the past has played number one. And uh, uh, you got someone like um, uh, Yusef Raheen, who has been ranked as high as 24 in the country uh, last year. Uh, Jamie Connell, who I, I, I might say might be one of the most improved players since he uh, started college to where he is right now. Uh, you know, on the UTR side, he's gone from a mid-11 to a mid-13. And um, so all those guys are very even. I think you could play the lineup um, uh, any different way uh, with those guys. And then uh, uh, Josh Carpenship, uh, 
you know, is experienced player. <clears throat> and then Alex Balti's in his third year and, and uh, you know, he's, he's doing uh, very well for us. He's coming off uh, surgery this summer, but, and then uh, some of our freshmen are uh, already showing signs that they can help us too. And, um, uh, you know, Justin Lyons got to the quarters of uh, regionals this fall and Azariah Rusher, uh, may, I think may have led our team in wins in the fall. So, you know, we've, we've got a lot of pieces there and, um, you know, I think we've got a lot of people that are going to help us there this year. Yeah, I, I would say so. I most certainly think that with that type of leadership and those, those options, it's always, uh, it's always interesting to see the first four or five dual matches and to see what coaches do with their lineup, right? Some coaches are playing for what they think is the right strategy versus their conference. Some people are just playing it straight up. Some people are trying to go match it up. It takes a few matches before things obviously take hold, but uh, do you feel like you ever spend a lot of time you know, sort of shuffling the deck and getting so lost in the X's and O's of what another team might do? Or do you just try to put your guys out there and just try to beat whoever's on that line? Yeah, I think I think of the latter. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we know uh, our guys are pretty comparable in there. And I, I try not to get into too much what other people are going to do because they may uh, switch up in what they're doing. So, but uh, I do think for us, we've got... Uh, multiple pieces there and uh that you know we can play many different ways and you know ultimately the goal is to win the match and uh um you know we want to uh, uh get our guys good opportunities uh uh to play as high as the th they're playing but at the the same same token you know we we feel very comfortable that um you know what we're going to put out there is going to be very even across the board all the way down so on the internal side, right, speak to that. So the guys obviously care. They go back to their dorm rooms and they want to know with certainty, I'm playing five or I, you know, I'm in the lineup or you know, all these different types of things. You've been around the block for a long, long time. Every coach has their own way that they sort of deal with the mindset of the players internally, right? And so how do you approach that? How do you communicate that, convey that, and execute that relative to lineup decisions? What What do the guys know or think about right now? If I if I call one of these guys up, talk to Rehain right now, okay, Yusuf, what's going on? Like, what, what's up with the lineup? What's he gonna say? <laughs> no, knowing Yusuf, he he would uh, he was like, just put me where you think I I need to play. So, um, you know, I I do think. Uh, you know, it, it's some, I, to me, it's about communication and communicating. Hey, here's where we are today and, and uh, keep, keep working with them and uh, getting them great opportunities. I do think, uh, you know, where we are in college tennis, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, um, you know, I think everyone wants to play and wants to be in. And, uh, you know, I think you got to create those opportunities for the people that are proving themselves. And, uh, but I, I think it really comes down to that, that communication uh, last, last week, um, week in our first two matches we got eight guys in and and got a lot lot of good competition in there so you know i think we're going to continue to do that to get people the opportunities and and for the growth of their games to continue to do that right but i'm some but i'm saying uh, there's not like a challenge match period where people are duking it out you're using more of uh how are they doing versus the market metric 
versus how are they battling against each other and proving who should be in the positions? Yeah, we did a little at the end of the fall. We had a little uh, where everyone played everyone. And, uh, you know, that kind of helped uh, sort it out where we are. But uh, we also t- use some of the other metrics as well, like, um, uh, you know, whether it's WTN or UTR and, and you know, how they've been doing o- over the last, uh, you know, six months or so. Outstanding. So relative to the double side of things, it, it looks like, you know, you had Antoine playing with Karpashev and Poro and Rehane playing and Connell and Bulti playing. It looked like that was what you put out there in, in this last series of matches. Do you feel like that the doubles are still something you're sure trying to form and piece together? Or you, you sort of like where you are there? Yeah, you know, I think last year, if uh, you know, that's an area that we needed to improve on. And uh, uh, last year we had a you know, an okay record in doubles, but it wasn't as good as I would like to, uh, to be. And, uh, you know, those, those three doubles teams, uh, uh, with play, we also played the two freshmen together one match as well. And, um, but, uh, you know, I do think, uh, you know, that's where we're going to be starting out and, and certainly, uh, we're really working to build the chemistry of those, those three teams and, you know, working hard together and, um, you know, I think we're, we're pretty comfortable where we are right now, but, uh, you know, we want to, we want to see them come, come forward and get us a start. I, I, um, last year, uh, over the course of the year, we actually didn't lose, uh, a match by losing four singles. So if we won the doubles point, we actually won every match that we, uh, won the doubles point. So, you know, obviously the doubles point is important and we put a big emphasis on that. Yeah, and and obviously, one set <clears throat> with with no ad scoring can go quick, and sometimes you need you need some weeks and some matches and some time, some sample size to really feel like that are uh, solidified in that. So obviously, best of luck with how that th- those form because that I agree it's it's a it's a tipping point in a lot of matches because these teams are so close in ability. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the dynamics of playing Florida at the National Tennis Center. Obviously, it's exciting. College Max Day is exciting. It's great to be, uh, you know, having your match showcased, right? It's the, the synergy and the energy of having the girls and the guys playing at the same time. I mean, there's just a lot of unique dynamic going on for this match. But do you feel like because Gainesville might be a little closer, do you feel like this is a home match for them? Or how, how do you feel about this? Will you have enough, uh, enough fan support coming over there to, to get it rowdy? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's great comments. Uh, I, you know, I think traditionally they've had a, a little bit more uh, fans there. Uh, we do have a lot of uh, fans in the Orlando area. Um, I think it's a pretty unique match. I mean, I think most years uh, it's the most uh, watched match uh, in the country. Um, you know, we have had you know upward of two thousand people out at the match. Uh, there might even be able to be more there this year. Uh, because we're playing both men and women there, um, you know, I think uh, I think it's very unique in that uh, it shows, uh, you know, with the great marketing effort that we get out there, um, you know, how successful that is to get so many people out there watching. I think it's a great showcase for college tennis. And you know, some of the years the on the, uh, you know, the TV side, you know, we've had great numbers. So uh, I really feel like it, 
it's uh, it's really important for college tennis to showcase matches like this and uh you know to have uh the ability uh to to have a huge crowd out there and uh so I, I really kind of feel like it's a marquee match uh, that you can have every year and, and have that uh, support. But, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with the support out of the Orlando area, though. Yeah, that, that's outstanding. I'm great. Happy to hear that. As you remember, college match, they started in Tallahassee in 2014. You guys hosted the very first one. Obviously, I was there with Kevin Cork, and so it was, seems like a just yesterday, a minute ago, that picture's still above my desk right now. And we had some challenges that day. We had to go indoors and we were able to get that go off the ground. But you've been a very staunch supporter of college tennis and making sure that it is actually on on the air. And you guys are, are one of the few schools that have the ability to be wired to, to Bristol and do some ESPN, you know, on the watch app and things like that before. You guys are really pioneers in this. So I, I really think that uh, not enough respect has been given for, for you guys relative to being able to obviously promote, care about, and and make and showcase the college tennis. So I think it's great that your teams are, are going to be part of this particularly great epic college match day uh, because we don't have as many of them as we've had in recent years now. And so it really highlights the few that we do have. And I think it's very deserving that you guys are playing. Yeah, thanks, Mark. You know, one thing that to add to that is uh, – you know, we, we, are, we are having two matches on TV this year. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, Virginia uh, on TV at home. And I, I think uh, I think it's uh, NC State or Wake Forest that we have that we're going to have on TV as well. So we we feel like um, to grow college tennis, it's really important that, you know, and uh, to get as much visibility as possible. And I, I think people that come to matches – um, are amazed at uh, how much fun a, a college tennis match is. And, and so I think uh, for us in college coaching, we, we really need to grow that and, and there needs to be more of it. So we appreciate what you've, you've done and, uh, and, and been part of that. And, you know, I, I want to see that continue to grow. Yeah. And it, it has grown. And obviously the, the recent announcement of ESPN picking up the NCAAs for eight years is exciting. Obviously what, you know, Crack Rackers has done here in the last three or four years has been incredibly heavy lifting in terms of, of making sure that there's just a lot of stream touches across the nation. And obviously it all just has to continue. Everybody has to keep doing their share. And you most certainly has been been very active in that. So we appreciate that. Uh, so talk to me a little bit more about the Florida Gators. It's the Florida Gators without Brian Shelton. Brian Shelton is in Australia now. He is no longer around. Steinberg is at the helm with Clover underneath. Tell me about what the new Gators look like. Uh, do you feel like that they're at, at what state of their rebuilding are they at and how challenging of a, of a team do you feel uh, you're going to be going up against here? Yeah, you know, I think they did a great job in uh, signing people and, and adding people to their program. They've got some great young players there. Uh, you know, it's an interesting side note. Uh, you know, Adam uh, actually played with me uh, in college. So uh, we were actually college team teammates at Penn State. So, um, uh, you know, we uh, uh, certainly know each other well. And then then Matt, Matt's down, been down there for a few years. So, um, you know, I think this is, uh, uh, you know, uh, going to be a fun match, uh, passionate. Um, I love, uh, you know, when you get, um, you know, the I, I have pictures outside my office of uh, 
of uh, college, uh, college match day down there in Orlando and uh, some of them that would won. And, uh, you know, I think that's uh, the, the spirit and enthusiasm and energy of college tennis. It, it, like, I think that's, that's what we really want. And that's, um, you know, that's some great memories of matches that were played down there. So if you looked at it on the paper, obviously it's hard to say how he's going to play his lineup, right? But looking down the line, you feel like you, you're stronger up top, doubles points, just in the depth. Is there any particular area of the match that you think you might be slightly favored? Uh, you know, it's. I think it's so hard to tell. I mean, you know, one of their guys was playing down in Australia, you know, and obviously he's had a re really good fall. So, you know, um, it's uh, I think the thing is, you know, we're going to play them and up and down the lineup, you're going to have these tight matches and and these big matches. You know, I would uh, I would think that would be a little favored with uh, Antoine at one just off of experience and and, you know, uh, that, um, you know, maybe there's some other places uh, in the middle of the lineup. Uh, they did get us in the doubles last year. So, um, you know, that's something that we're going to have to prove on, on our end. Um, but, uh, you know, I think up and down the lineup, you're going to have great matches. And, um, you know, it's going to be a, a fun, fun environment there. And I and, uh, hope we uh, uh, set a record crowd. So it'll be, it'll be great down there. That's awesome. And talk to me a little bit about just uh, – so we talked about the Florida staff – Way back when, it was Nick Kroll. He moved on and obviously is out in Oklahoma and doing great things there. You should be proud of his results and, and his efforts. Talk to me about your staff now. Who's on the assistant line? And obviously with the new rules, you have the ability to have a second assistant. So tell me a little bit about your assistants and let's get the pronunciation right on your, your associate uh, head coach's <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I just call them suds. Uh, 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 so, uh, Co Coach Citron is—it's uh, in his first year. He's doing a great job for us. I'm—I'm uh, I'm really uh, pleased with him. I think uh, uh, he's uh, come in. He's great on the court. People really respect him. Um, he is uh, um, very relational. The guys uh, really take to him. Uh, I, I can—I can tell you, you know, with the people. Uh, uh, that he's he's worked with both uh, at the University of Texas and uh, Fiona, who um, uh, went to North Carolina and played in the U.S. Open. He's got a great track record of player development, and um, you know, with uh, people that he did when he had his academy in, in in Austin, and and so we're seeing that he's he's terrific. He can't spend enough time on the court uh, doing individuals as well, so uh, he's there. You know, currently we have um, Bryn Nyhurong who is a MBA student and who played for us um, as, as our second assistant. And uh, so he's finishing up his MBA and, and, and helping us out this year. So um, guys all know him. I think that was important. Um, very uh, high energy, passionate guy, uh, loves doubles. And uh, so he's, he's helping us out now. I think, you know, you see in this trend around the country um, with people adding these, uh, second assistants, and um, uh, I'm glad to see that. I'm I'm all for that. I think it's it's great, and you know the quality of uh, of coaching that's happening around the country 
um, it, you know, is, uh, you know, is really growing. I mean, Florida has Scott Perelman, who's been there for a number of years. And um, obviously he was a very successful head coach. And, uh, you know, now, now he's part of their staff. So, you know, I think, um, you know, college coaching is uh, growing and, and the level of coaching is getting better and better around the country. And, and so I, I like the fact that we have that third coach and, um, you know, I, I we're excited to be adding that in the future. Yeah, it most certainly allows the division of labor to be better. You can spread three coaches out over six matches and have a lot more eyes on the action all the time and, and giving them the feedback because obviously college coaching has such a different interactive experience unlike any other sport really because in football or basketball you have to call an official timeout where in college tennis you can just interject feedback and call out plays and tell them where to serve and everything as the match just unfolds. So it really is great to have that third person because across three courts sometimes you're not always able to get that message where a person standing in between two could uh is there anything in particular like how, how do you decide as the season goes on or even for this match where you stand like are you going to be at two doubles and then between five and six or is there places based on relationship or what the players want or what you think the key matchup is for the day? Is it, is it something that's continuous and there's continuity through the season or do you just kind of size that up every single match? Well, that's, that's a really good question. I love that question. Uh, you know, I, I tend to move around a little bit during the season. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of times I, I start with our younger guys. Um, you know, I try to coach them maybe a little bit more and, um, but, uh, um, you know, I do think it's on relationship and, uh, uh, I do think the relationship side if things are rolling, uh, pretty good, you know, I think, you know, try to stick, stick with the same doubles team or the same two guys. And, uh, sometimes that changes on when you go to different places, because, uh, some people will play the, you know, one and two in the middle and some people will play them in a line like you do at Lake Nona. So, um, you know, that, that kind of changes that dynamic a little bit, but, um, you know, sometimes we're working with a couple people specifically during the week. And so then we want to keep them for the matches. Absolutely. I think that's very good. So the last two questions I have for you, first off, how many years has it been now? What year are we in, in your coaching career? Yeah. Yeah. What this year is year is 25. Year, yeah, 20. year 25. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, year, uh, 35 in college coaching. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had the, uh, uh, you know, 10 years as assistant prior to that. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's a great, um, I, I think for me personally, it's, it's great. I have, uh, I have five kids and, uh, um, I have, uh, my, uh, four, four girls have all played, uh, uh division one at, uh, at Florida state in different sports. And, um, uh, yeah, I have a son that's playing tennis now, so uh, that's not quite there yet. But, you know, I think the college environment has been uh, great, great for me and, um, you know, my family and, uh, you know, the connection with other sports teams uh, has been has been a lot of fun. I got a 17 year old playing on the beach volleyball team at FSU that's uh, top in the nation right now. And, um, you know, I have, uh, you know, my whole family that's around. They come to a lot of the matches. So. You know, that part's been uh, great, and uh, I think that's that's what makes college coaching very unique and fun and, 
and uh, you know the the lifestyle I think's been really good. Wow, that is unbelievable! Four D one uh, children playing at FSU. I mean, obviously that's a record. I've been in this coaching game for thirty three years now, uh, so you got me beat. Thirty five. That, that's a lot of a lot of years, a lot of time, a lot of growth, a lot of. Tears, a lot of wins, a lot of losses, right? The triumph and the disaster is what we have to be able to manage so well on the coaching end. And I, I really think that you've done it well. And, and obviously the, the, the length of your stay and tenure obviously is a testament to how great of a job you've done. And Florida State clearly is respecting that. So congrats on that. Uh, this is going to be a great match. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Crack Rackets is going to be just excited to have the atmosphere of both men and women playing together with such you know, high stakes in the early part of the season. And uh, we really appreciate you coming out this morning. And we just want to know, lastly, how's your pickleball game? Coach Artisan's got that pickleball thing going over there. How have you stepped up on that pickleball court? Uh, yeah, Mark is doing great on the pickleball. Uh, yeah, he's terrific in that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy playing it. Um, I don't play it a ton, but I do play uh, – our whole family uh, goes out and plays occasionally, and and then I play in sometimes with uh, with some other people. I actually am. Uh, I think uh, pickleball can kind of uh, help your tennis. I think uh, you know just the reactions of it. I think are good, and you know it's not quite the same how you hit it. Um, uh, I went out to our. Uh, um, I saw out at uh, uh, the other day on FSU's campus and. I, there was all these people playing pickleball and people waiting to play pickleball. And I'm like, I'm going to count how many people are out here playing. There's, there's 46 people out there playing. So I think it's, um, I, I, I like it. I think it's fun. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, uh, I don't play it too much. Mark, Mark's got me beat in that. So. Yeah. Well, it's great that you guys are giving to the community and your facility is doing so many things from tennis to pickleball to what have you, the junior academies you guys have had. It's really a full-service university. It's not just college tennis going on at FSU. You guys really have, I think, a, a true staple and mark in that Tallahassee community. And, and you, you obviously, the proof is in the pudding because of the fundraising, because of the support, the fan support. You guys have given a lot, and they're giving back to you, and that synergistic relationship is outstanding. So you guys have a lot to be proud of. Obviously, good luck to the Knowles. Let's get the chop going. Best of luck, obviously, against the Gators. And looking Absolutely. forward to seeing you guys battle on uh, February 3rd.